0: Hello and welcome to Sisters, Sabers, and Star Destroyers, a podcast where two sisters talk about and bond over all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Sam. And I'm your host, Maddie. And today we'll be discussing Star Wars couples. Yay! (laughs) Maddie and I are hopeless romantics. We are suckers for romance. And while Star Wars doesn't have a ton, I'd say... There are definitely some good ones and there are definitely some bad ones. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we chose just kind of like the main five or six couples just to talk about. None of the small ones. We went a little bit into the TV. Well, we definitely went to the TV shows, but no books or anything. But I told Maddie, and I also did this, to rank all of the couples in order of toxicity. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are definitely some toxic couples in Star Wars. So I think we'll just dive right into it. So Maddie, I'm going to have you go first, because I think we have, I'm going to start with the top, the most toxic, because I think our our least toxic is going to be exactly the same. I already know it is. Well, yeah. You you have not told me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we do not know each other's rankings. Yes, we do not tell each other. But all right, who do do you think is the the most toxic Star Wars couple? (laughs) Okay, so I was deciding between two, Mm -hmm. and I went with saying that Ben Solo and... Ray Skywalker I guess (laughs) are the most toxic that's definitely not mine (laughs) I think I know what yours is (laughs) anyway so what I said about this was they're barely even a relationship so they get together at the end of Rise of Skywalker which is personally my least favorite Star Wars movie I agree And it kind of just feels thrown together like fan service. I was never a shipper of Raylo because, first of all, I thought they were going to be twins for like a movie and a half. (laughs) 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 And so I was never shipping them together. Can't get over the idea of incest. Got it? Yeah, I I just couldn't get over it. And they just didn't have a lot of buildup for their relationship. Like, yes, they had the visions of each other. And they had like the tension when they were reaching for that lightsaber and then it like breaks in half. But there is not really any after of the romance. Like once they get together, he dies. And so you don't really have anything there. And that doesn't mean that they're toxic, I would say. However, the main reason that I think they're kind of toxic or are toxic and why they're the lowest on my list is he tortures her in the force awakens uh, yeah that's uh that's pretty toxic i'd say that's pretty toxic and so that's a lot of emotional abuse and, and physical too and he doesn't really apologize for that ever yes he has a character arc and in the end i guess you could say he redeems himself but he doesn't apologize and there's no repentance for that stalking her following her torturing her and i could not get over that so no that's a. Uh- that's a really good point. I'm trying to look at what I have. I feel like also Ray was supposed to be such just independent character. And yeah, they kind of diminish that by just throwing her with like one of the main male, I guess, antagonists slash protagonists. Yeah. I also I get really upset by and like I also I could see why Ben likes Ray, because she's someone who Believed in him and was kind of offering this helping hand when nobody else really has done that since he turned to the dark side. But I don't see why Ray would necessarily like Ben. Yeah, it's because kinda... of, like there's that whole torture thing and there's a 10 year age gap. no that's a problem. There's going to be a couple later on this list that has like a 10 year age gap. So it just no, kind of I... seems like she was this innocent, like she's not innocent. Of course, she's had a hard life, but this just she's pretty young, naive naive ingenue and he's just kind of like all right let's pounce on this person and it it felt like he does have an arc at the end oh but... i ben solo's redemption is one of my favorite parts of the sequel trilogy like i wish we had more ben solo yeah as opposed to kylo ren yes i totally agree with that and this is not any hate on like uh um, the characters the, the characters or the actors i just really don't like their romantic well, involvement Maddie, Do you remember watching me watching it in the theater and do you remember <laughs> yeah. when when they when they kissed what did I I like leaned over and I was like goddamn raylo shippers i know they were like, so even, like raylo this is just this is obviously our opinion yeah but of course i haven't watched last Jedi. i've seen force awakens recently but i haven't watched last Jedi or rise of skywalker in a in while wild. i've only seen my skywalker when i saw it in theaters but i remember sitting in that theater and leaning over and the guy the other some stranger next to me was like oh, god damn it that's yeah just, and like really funny yeah it was funny but, like, coming back to their toxic level, yeah. you can have an enemies to lovers arc. That is, I love that when oh, it's that done my in a way favorite. that I like. Mm-hmm. But what I guess what bothers me the most about the relationship is that he doesn't really apologize for what he did. And she doesn't really accept anything. And then he dies. So it's like. He basically sacrifices himself so that she could live. So there's yeah. no closure for them to be like, hey, I'm sorry about this. No, so that's that a that really good, me. that's a good point. Reylo is my second most toxic. Okay. And my second most is probably yeah. your most uh, toxic. <laughs> yeah. So my, we'll get to my most toxic. Okay. Which yes. is Anakin and Padme. Yep. That's my second most toxic. Yes, I, I don't <laughs> think anyone like would necessarily disagree that this is a toxic relationship. I Part of it, I think, it's supposed to. It's kind of supposed to be a toxic relationship anyway, because at least the Clone Wars has made it um, very apparent that's what it's supposed to be, because it leads to like the downfall of the Republic and Darth Vader. So obviously, this this relationship was not going to be this amazing, <laughs> no. supportive thing. Yeah. But I'll, I'll I'll I have a few points. Um, it all begins with Attack of the Clones and how Anakin does not know what no means. <laughs> like no boy, he doesn't. And yeah. then the crazy thing is. If he, so he keeps kind of pushing, he keeps pushing. And somehow Padme, I don't understand, I can see why Padme likes Anakin. I mean, I definitely have, like, had a fictional crush on, especially Clone Wars Anakin. <laughs> um, but, like, in Attack of <laughs> at the Clones, I don't understand. It seems very quick. Yeah. And I do think she has a, she is quite, like, she's very stubborn. And I think she does, like, that kind of bad boy energy that Anakin gives off. But so it starts with, first of all, him just kind of, like, it feels very rushed as part of it. And definitely, yeah, like, he just isn't, doesn't listen. The whole fireplace scene is just an example of what not to do (laughs) in a relationship. Yeah, that scene makes me cringe every time. God, (laughs) I hate that scene. I watched it. I watched Attack of the Clones on Valentine's Day this year. Me too. Me too. Ironically. (laughs) i did too um, well, i was like <laughs> well remember i was like there's nothing like Hayden Christensen's line delivery to make you appreciate being single i love we yeah. love hayden here we, like, we he, do he, like hayden he was just given bad dialogue But anyway so the first of all anakin the consent's a little iffy luckily they get into relationship kissing whatever the next one i have is jealousy which is a very whole, oh very Clone Wars, my very Clone Wars well, um, thing because the whole Clovis, Clovis arc. I, yeah. The Clovis arc in season six is one of my favorite Clone Wars just episodes. Like, well, my you see episodes. a lot of Vader's aggression come out in that episode, especially when he walk when Anakin walks in and sees. Clovis making a move yeah. on Padme. Well, and there's even development because in season two, I think, is when we first meet Clovis. And we don't see him yeah. again until season six. When we first meet, Anakin is jealous and he's concerned about Padme. But at the very end, after the, you know, they've gotten the meds for Padme and they got the plans for the droid factory. Padme's like, I'm sorry I made you doubt me. And Anakin's like, oh, I would never do that. So like at that point, which is early on in the Clone Wars, Anakin still trusts Padme. And by the time you get to that, Clovis arc I don't think he does yeah. anymore I think he gets very scared of losing her and then he becomes jealous of Clovis yes and well his loss of faith I guess can also be mirrored in the Jedi losing faith as the war keeps dragging on yeah because I mean Clone Wars isn't like canonically episode follows the but timeline. we definitely know that the Clovis arc is the second one is after yeah, the first episode for sure so it's so obvious that Anakin and Padme have this deep love for each other that was never the problem them loving each other the problem is Anakin kind of gets possessive and actually the Revenge of the Sith novelization says it really well towards the end he's like she was no longer just this light in his life he needed to have her and she was his to protect and it becomes very possessive which is quite a toxic trait. Yeah, in when a relationship. you can't when a, when one of the people in a relationship can't do what they want and they don't have, I think the key to a very healthy relationship is trust in the other person. And yeah. by Revenge of the Sith, especially by the end of Clone Wars, but also by the by Revenge of the Sith, Anakin just doesn't have that trust anymore. And he has complete possession and he's so scared of losing Padme that he gets mad at her. And then I mean yeah. it leads to the ultimate downfall of their relationship. Their relationship and their republic. And also, I mean it was. The, the reason that I have this ranked higher than um, Raylo is because it's supposed to be a toxic relationship, I think, or it's not supposed to be healthy. Because it, I mean, in Revenge of the Sith, they make it seem like it's the biggest reason that Anakin falls to the dark side. And I don't think, that's not how I interpret it anymore. I think there's a lot yeah. more. But overall, like, the first when the movie came out, I think it was... This fear of losing Padme is the reason the biggest thing that pushes him over the edge. Whereas Raylo, yeah. like, so out of out of this, out of Anakin and Padme's relationship comes the Empire, right? <laughs> also yeah. the save, also though people that save the Republic, bring the Republic back, right? The rebellion. Ben and Ray, they're their connection freed the galaxy from tyranny. And that's the only, that's, that's true. one of the biggest reasons I have Raylo ranks lower. And I genuinely think Anakin, I do think Anakin and Padme are more toxic, but because there's more to go off of. But I could yeah. also see why you have them ranked as number one. I put them as number one kind of because of the reason you didn't. And it was because we don't have that much of them. So I just yeah. put them lower. But I definitely agree that these two, Raylo and uh, Anakin Padme, what's their ship name? I don't even know. Dala. Annie Dalla yeah. are at the bottom. One thing I said about Anakin and Padme that shows that they are toxic was that they have to keep their relationship a secret. Yes, that's a big one. And and in, I think it's, it is the, the season six Clovis arc, Padme's like, this relationship is built on lies. And so- Such a good line. Oh my It God. is. Yeah, that's season six Clovis, arc. That's season, because right? they have to take a break yeah. after Anakin completely beats the- shit out of Clovis. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Is- Hardcore Vader. Like, it is, Oh, it is so Vader. Isn't there like a hint of the Imperial March? Probably. I feel like Kevin Kiner did something like that. But it's also because it it's so Vader because he just loses himself. Loses his there's, shit. He, there's that moment where he doesn't even, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm just punching this guy. And then he looks up and he's like, oh my gosh, what that's have what, I done? But that's what, that's what Vader would do if he had, you know, his arms worked. He, if he had real arms. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, he just jokes. People, it's very kind of badass, but like not in a good not, way. Oh, uh, that's a scene. Like it's a really well done scene. Like yeah. the way it's um filmed. I guess is that's what it's called in animation. They film the way they filmed it or like set it up, yeah. and also just the the voice acting and everything is really good. Oh yeah, but Matt Lanter is good in that. Matt Lanter, Kat Tabor, love you. Yeah, <laughs> they're both great. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else to add about Anakin and Padme? No. Yeah, they were just kind of meant to be a bad couple from the beginning yeah. is how I see it. Because I really love them. I do genuinely. Me too. I love watching them quote, raise Ahsoka. I love their oh, banter. so good. In Clone Wars, their banter. <laughs> and really the only time, not the only time, but most of the time that I actually like them is in Clone Wars. And it's just so clear that they love each other. So it's even more heartbreaking that they are this toxic. Because yeah. you just want them to work, but they just, they yeah. don't. Yeah, my number three is not on your list. Okay, it's Han and Kira.
1: I yeah, don't think I that didn't. On your list.
0: I didn't. To be honest, I forgot about them. I, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say why because I I genuinely like Solo, um and I was thinking about Game of Thrones the other day, so I was thinking about Amelia Clark. Got <laughs> it. So it made me think of uh, Kira, but. My biggest thing, I'll be really brief, but literally, she uses Han's feelings for her for her own personal game. That's Damn. a red flag right like, there. Because, you know, it's <laughs> the whole thing at the end where she's like, oh, yeah, I'll run away with you, Han. And then she just leaves him on the planet and he has to go get his, the Falcon back from Lando. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Right. Doesn't you she, that? like, do that to save him? Or am I misremembering? I, I haven't seen know. that movie in a I while. I think she genuinely did like him. I just, my memory of the end of that movie... Is remember she talks to Darth Maul and it's like, Oh, I'll bring something to you. Maybe it was the coaxium. I don't remember. And she's like, Oh, yeah, like go grab this and I'll come grab you. And then she just leaves. I do think that also Han spends way too much of his life going after Kira when she definitely did not try to get back to him. So it was very Mm -hmm. unequal. Han cared for her way more. What is it? She gets taken and he signs up for the the Imperial army. I wonder if that has something to do with why he eventually kind of runs away from Leia. I don't know. I think that they talk about it in some novels. Why Han? And we'll obviously talk about Han and Leia later on this list. Okay. I up. mean, obviously, they're the original uh, couple. They're, the, they're <laughs> the original one. I don't know. I think we'll we'll talk about that later. But I think obviously has something to do with it. Yeah. So I do think that Kira has genuine feelings for Han. I just don't think they're as strong as Hans were. And when you dedicate three years of your life, you're like I have to go back to a girl that that that's someone who has way too much power over you yeah for sure especially because it's clear that she does love him but she just got stuck in something but she's still using him like but Hans like falls her with like puppy eyes especially until they first meet up again and once they first meet up again it's a little different and then Kira's just yeah I like you but she would rather do you know have her own personal game, And I haven't seen yeah. Solo in a few years, so I could be misremembering what this is. Yes. Mine. We apologize if we are misremembering this movie. I don't think most <laughs> Star Wars fans seen Solo in a few years anyway. <laughs> yeah. I a few times. I I, I don't I don't hate that movie as much no. as the fan base. But no, that's another I... topic. Yeah, No. <laughs> okay, I'm guessing I think I know what your number 3 is, but do you want to guess? Is it Obi-Wan as a teen? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, that's what that's what my number 4 is. I put them as number 3 purely because they're not together. They don't stay together. What do you mean? Don't they have a son? Isn't that the Oh, a <laughs> phantom in theory. Is it quirky? <laughs> quirky. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that theory, which we laugh, but I'm not that we don't know. I don't immediately dismiss it. I don't immediately, exactly. I don't immediately dismiss it. But okay. So there's not much to say about them. So I'll keep it as brief as I can. I don't have any um, notes written. So. But there is obvious love and affection between the two. Oh, my God. Yes. The whole episode, I think it's called The Voyage of Temptation. I love when Anakin's like, go find your girlfriend, Obi-Wan. It's like, she's not my... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So good. And I'm going to talk about why I think they're actually... They have some healthy qualities to their relationship. So I think it's healthy that they both understood their careers were more important to them and they yes, didn't want to get... come up later on this list oh <laughs> i'm sure it will um <laughs> but yeah they didn't want to get in the way of each other because obi-wan obviously is just so dedicated to the jedi order and Sateen is very dedicated to her people of Mandalore and so they didn't want to take each other away from that and so the understanding that they have That's between each other is just it's so pure I do think it is really sad that Obi-Wan has this feeling of I can't be really attached so when she dies in his God, arms that, episode. <laughs> that sounds so sad but when she dies in his arms even then he can't have this he can never you. fully react to it yeah and so it's just very it's very sad and not at all satisfying the relationship brings no satisfaction yeah and i think it was probably introduced in clone wars it's i mean it's only in clone wars as a way to bring some humor especially between anakin and oh my Obama. god that void of temptation is so funny Or also, like, the first episode where, like, Obi-Wan and Satine are together. (laughs) And he gets, captured. (laughs) He's just, like, I'm just hanging upside down over here. Like, you you help me out? Like, (laughs) like, take your time. So, no, it's, I I really like Obi-Wan Satine. I just think, yeah, they're also my middle because they never made it work to be together. Oh, So, and I don't, yeah, I don't think they're overly, the problem, like, the toxicity of that relationship is Obi-Wan not being able to fully dedicate to it. But that's not necessarily his fault. It's because no. but it's also a counterpart to Anakin and Padme where you know the the yeah. two the like, Obi-Wan's change the side. Like they're like they understand it's not gonna work. And I mean Obi-Wan just wouldn't break those kind of rules. Like he's no he's much of well, a Jedi and, to like, do that. There's that whole scene, Obi-Wan, he's not denying his feelings, which I think is which is healthy. It's a healthy thing. There's that episode, it's <laughs> the Clovis Arc yet again, where he talks to Anakin, I believe it's in Anakin's room, and he's like, do you remember? the A duchess of team. team i i had these feelings as well so he's not denying his feelings he just can't act on them they're in the middle because they're not the healthiest but they're also not i wouldn't yeah it feels weird to but, call them toxic no i would none of the the rest of the um ones are not toxic which i mean no. we're going in descending order yeah. but i also i mean there's also that whole voyage of temptation again where um we <laughs> once like if you had said the word i would have left the jedi order yeah <laughs> like, and holy so shit that's big deal so I just I wish we had more of them because they just seem like so much potential and they could have been so pure and power couple. (laughs) oh yes well honestly all of these couples are kind of power couples I I wouldn't put Raylo in that category but well there's just not enough of Raylo maybe but maybe I would change my mind if he had lived and they had progressed into a healthy relationship yeah no same here all right who's your number or my number five your number four Han and Leia. That's mine! (laughs) Yeah, okay, so we can talk about it. Okay, first, I just want to say, their banter, (laughs) Empire Strikes Back. I, Yeah, we We talked about that in a previous episode. Didn't we talk about that in our Empire episode? (laughs) Yeah. Just how these people are like, oh my god, they're at it again. Like, in the hallway and hop. And the fact that Carrie had to stand on a box. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, so... Their banter is great. That didn't really have to do with like healthy or not healthy, but you know what? I just loved it. So I added it. Yeah. There is actually a foundation of love and Affection. trust between and, and trust. People. Yes. Trust. Well, like they've been through a lot of crap, even on the, just, yeah. just in the original children, they've been through a lot of crap. I would say the thing that I really like about the relationship is Leia is kind of a badass, right? she's very they're independent people of each other. Yeah, and Han does not really have a problem with that. Like he doesn't try and you know put her in her place. And for the movies, the movies being written in the 70s and the 80s, I was very appreciative of not having this. Why are you such a yeah, like Leia does her own thing? Um I, I also think that Leia really helps Han grow. Yeah, because Han has a big character arc. I think we, no one talks about this enough, but he has a pretty big character arc. He goes from sure. this like selfish kind of smuggler to like a general in the rebellion, and I, I think it's a lot of off screen, but I think Leia has a really big part to do with that. You know, there she I think she sees it in him a little bit. The end of a new, at first, she doesn't at all, but yeah. I think that the two of them kind of help each other grow, but I think especially Leia helps. Han grow. And then also just like the fact that they draw this plan. She goes back to save him on Tatooine. It's just super sweet. But, you know, it's because she wants to, obviously. I don't think she feels like she has a... Maybe she feels like a shot. I don't know. The thing is, this is such a solid couple. I don't actually have that many points to talk about. I didn't have that many either. Um, Because they're not... They don't have a ton of screen time. I do think they work really well together in Jedi. Yeah. And I do like that scene... (laughs) <laughs> obviously the I know scene is iconic and I love it, but I also like the scene where they're on the ship trying to fix things and like they have I think it's their first kiss. Yeah. An empire? Um, an empire. It's like I happen to like very nice men. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> yes, that one? That, yes that one. I think yeah. that's good. The reason I couldn't put them as number one, which obviously no competition for the is first one. No competition. And I'm I'm but curious it- if people will have guest stars, because it's not one of the more For people that have seen the animated shows, you probably know what our number one is. Anyway, but we're not there quite yet. No, 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 no. (laughs) So, one of the reasons I just couldn't put Han and Leia as number one was because they don't end up together. Han runs away for whatever reason. We don't really know. I think it it might be covered in books, but I haven't read any of the books. Yeah. And so, at least obviously there was something that they couldn't communicate about for him to stay and that's not a great quality and so I just could not put them higher on the list because they don't end together yeah but they obviously were very happy and you see that they genuinely care for each other in Force Awakens um, yeah but I think Han maybe I would think he just got scared it just got too much and I mean obviously having your son turn to the dark side is a really big deal and it would probably yeah. drive any couple apart Yes. So, something I do admire about their relationship is how much they do actually love their son. Oh my god, yes. They both they really love they really love Ben and that, that's so sweet to me. My only my favorite scene in Rise of Skywalker, maybe the only scene I like is <laughs> that last exchange between Ben Aww. and Vaughn. It's so sweet. I almost started crying in it. That is really sweet. And also their scene on the bridge, too. And I, and I think we would have gotten a great scene of Leia and Ben in Rise of Skywalker, except for the fact that Carrie Fisher passed away. Yeah. Which is so sad. But yeah, I do think they obviously were happy for a while. They had they had a kid and everything. And in the end, Han pulls through. Even though he left, he comes through and he helps yes. he helps the resistance and stuff. So they really help each other both, I think, just between like relationship wise, but also just with their goals. Yeah. They're very They seem very supportive with the screen time we get of them. And we cannot discredit the fact that they are the original Star Wars couple. Oh, they're the original and they're pretty good.
1: I love them. They were my
0: favorite until I saw the next couple. The next couple. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is it time? Is it time? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So. I'm so excited to talk about them. We haven't even said our number one, but I'm just going to go right out and say it. Sam and I, our favorite Star Wars couple is Kanan and Hera from Rebels oh my god we love them so much they're the only like Star Wars couple I get giddy about yes um, I love them so much like remember the first time I saw Rebels I was like oh my god they just are to, they like, married already are <laughs> They Are like aren't they married are they like they're obviously <laughs> interested in each other it was very confusing yeah. but I finally kind of figured out what's going on and I just think that they're very healthy They're so healthy. I mean, not that their situation they're in is fantastic, Uh, like they're on the run and stuff. But they make it work. Relationship wise, I think it's an incredibly healthy relationship because it's built on mutual trust and space. Yeah, and respect of each other's jobs. There is not a point in the show that I remember. I haven't watched it. I was watching Star Wars Rebels in April, so I don't. Yeah, but from what I can, from what I can remember, there's not a moment in the show where either Kanan or Hera is like. You can't do this. Especially the end of season two, when Hera totally understands that Kanan needs to go off and do his Jedi business with Ahsoka yeah. and Ezra. She doesn't have any hard feelings about that. Oh my God, that, that hug when he gets back. Ah, oh, oh! and then, of course, Kanan is understanding that yeah. Hera has her stuff she needs to do for the rebellion. So they just have this support for each other. Yeah, I always, but I, so when I first watched Rebels, I thought they hadn't gotten together yet until they kissed in season four. But now that I've rewatched it and I've listened to another podcast where they were, so this is not my original idea. I just want to make that very clear. But I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about it. And it completely made me rethink Kanan and Hera's relationship. But it was saying how they have been intimate, like the whole time in the show, they are intimate, like with each other. But what they've done is they put the relationship on the back burner. They're both fully aware of how they feel about, or not fully aware, because there's the whole, like, Kanan's like, how do you feel, Hera? Basically. Which is another reason they're healthy. He asks her. Yeah. Anyway. But, like, in the, yeah, back to what I was saying. Like, they obviously know that they have feelings for each other. and They're behind, off screen, you know. They're having intimate moments and, like, whatever. But the relationship is not central. It's on the back burner. They are completely dedicated to what they're doing for the rebellion or like canons like jedi stuff when ezra gets on board the ghost and it's it's just such a refreshing perspective just as a refreshing view on a relationship in like um, a fictional series or story or universe it's these two people who it's so important that their work they fully understand that the, their feelings for each other don't come first it's their Relation to their work in the rebellion, and that's yeah. just such an incredible trust. Like to have trust in that, because I, yeah. I Kanan loves hair the whole time. Oh, one of my favorite episodes is when they first go to like talk with her with her dad, and, and he's, he's like, like talking to Ezra, and he's like, "Stand up straight." Like, how do I look? And how I do was like, like <laughs> "I wish." Oh my god, I wish that everyone listening could see my face, like, <laughs> or my face, <laughs> or Maddie's face, because we're, we're imitating the facial expressions, and <laughs> Ezra's like, "What." what's Wait. wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's yeah. No, that's a good episode. Um, and like champ is not like okay, it is so funny. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then another thing about them is that they're able to raise kids together and kind of foster this really healthy environment. Yes. I know they're not really their kids, but they're their kids. She literally um, at one point says, go, we're going to go pick the kids up. So, yeah. yeah. So they just have this Healthy environment for kids to grow up, and I feel like you need trust in relationship to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's really the big thing. Is Kanan and Hera are just the epitome of what trust in relationship looks like. Yeah, and it's just it's so obvious that they just care for each other so much, and it's so much. it's so sweet. And then at the very end, you know, they don't. Kanan, I guess, comes up with the question first, but they don't really start to consider like the future for them as a couple until they're almost done. So they feel that the rebellion is really going to start taking off and their actions are not maybe going to be as important because Kanan in that, oh my God, what is it? Three episodes before he dies? Spoiler Uh, alert, but. The episode um, is heartbreaking. Yeah, but like the the episode where they kiss and he's like, have you you thought about us? You know, what are we going to do after? And he really starts pushing it. And I'm like, oh, he knew, he knew what was coming. I think he saw, or it's very obvious he knows he's going to die in that episode. But I think even before then he knew what was coming. He's like, I need to know and then he they like he, finally yeah. kiss on screen and I oh it was so satisfying it was four three and a half seasons of development I know and they're just I've I really like their relationship and it's so it's so sad how it ends oh. and it's the the fact that Hera is the one that says I love you is so much more meaningful yeah. Because Kanan has always been in love with Hera, but Hera has always, I think she always liked Kanan, had feelings, not always, but she had, in the show, she had feelings for Kanan and she liked him, but she was so focused on her task of helping the Rebellion, becoming a good pilot, all of that stuff, she never really considered it until, and so it's, once she finally says, I love you, it's, Kanan doesn't have to say it. Because we already know Hera knows that. it's so I Kanan loves Hera yeah. but it's Hera is the one who has to say it and it's so meaningful when she finally does. And then he dies mm-hmm. and that makes me sad but yeah I guess she was pregnant so they, they had a kid together, I guess Jason. so yes. basically unconditional yeah. trust and the ability to be independent of the other one. Yes. that is why Kanan and Hera
1: are um, the health are the
0: healthiest. Thank you for listening to Sisters, Sabers, and Star Destroyers. Once again, I'm your host, Sam. And I'm your host, Maddie. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to follow us on Spotify and Instagram. Till next time, may the Force be with you.